Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Hello and welcome to Marriage Helper Live. I'm Dr. Joe Beam with Marriage Helper. This is a program where we interact with you. As a matter of fact, you can call in right now if you wish. Our telephone number here is, uh, let's see, I just lost it. There it is. (laughs) 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. Now, if you wish to just listen on your telephone, then call that number and you'll get connected where you can hear. If you wish to speak to me, then when you hear the answer, press the number one. And when you press that number one, it puts you in the queue so you can have your call screened and hopefully get on here with me where we can talk about your situation. Understand that because we talk to a whole lot of people in the 90 minutes on this program, we don't have time to get into great nitty gritty details. Uh, and so give me the gist of it when we get on the air together. Just give me the gist. And if I need to get more information, allow me to ask you questions about that. And that allows us to talk to a lot more people and do as much good as we possibly can. By the way, if your marriage is in trouble, understand that we have been having tremendous success helping people with that. Obviously, we don't help Let me phrase that differently. It's not us that makes a marriage better if it's in trouble. It's you. But we can show you how to do that. We can teach you. We can actually guide you along the way. And we have various ways of doing that. Just last evening, I finished another online intense three-day workshop for marriages that are in trouble. And we had people from four different countries on that particular workshop, a lot of couples with us. We limited to a, a particular number of couples, and therefore they fill up pretty quickly. The next couples workshop, for example, I think maybe has one couple slot left. I think that's right. And this coming weekend, beginning Friday, this is on Monday, so this particular Friday, we're going to be doing another one of our solo spouse workshops. Which means if your spouse won't come with you, your spouse will not participate at this point, but you're wanting a lot more information, knowing how to do, what to do, when to do, when not to do, what not to do. We'll be talking about that in that intensive three-day workshop this weekend that begins Friday morning at 8 a.m. Now, if you want to know more about that, in other words, wait, Dr. Beam, you're saying exactly my situation. My husband or my wife is not willing to participate right now, but there's something for me. Yes, we go through the same material that we go through in our couples workshop, but we specifically tailor it to uh, the individual. Okay, your spouse won't come right now. And we've even had some solo spouses come into that workshop, not because they were trying to uh, get their spouse to maybe repair the marriage, but they themselves were trying to make a decision. Should I go back or not? And so if you're in either of those situations and and your spouse won't participate, or maybe you don't even want your spouse to participate at this moment because you're trying to make a decision, then that's this coming Friday. And you can call our office number, and the toll-free number for there is 
866-903-0990. That's 866-903-0990. If you have a client representative you've been talking to with us, ask for him or her. If you don't have one, then you just leave your message and, and one of them will call you back and help you understand. But remember, it starts Friday morning, which means we'll be sending out all the materials tomorrow. So you need to enroll right away if you want to be part of this. We'd love to have you in it. Now, I don't know if that toll-free number works worldwide, but I know that people are already waiting to talk to me on this program from not only around America, but other parts of the world. If the number doesn't work from where you are, please go to Marriage Helper. That's Marriage Helper, like help, E-R, marriagehelper.com. And you can find how to contact us there through email, or you can just email us at info, I-N-F-O, at marriagehelper.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Marriage Helper. And if you want to know more about the, uh, the workshops themselves, before you want to talk to one of our client representatives, just you know, do a little research on your own. Then go to marriagehelper.com slash workshops. That's plural, workshops. So marriagehelper.com slash workshops. And you can find out about our solo workshop, about other things we offer, etc. All of it there. And finally, just before we take the first call here from Germany in just a moment, understand that if you want to get a lot of free information, go to our YouTube channel, YouTube slash Marriage Helper, YouTube.com, I should say, slash Marriage Helper, all big one long word, Marriage Helper, Marriage Helper. We have hundreds and hundreds of videos. Now, if you go to watch those videos and you can select whatever topic, you can find it there. Be sure to subscribe. That helps us help more people if you do. And if you subscribe there, uh, also you can get information about us, those kinds of things. So youtube.com, Marriage Helper. And don't just watch the videos. Please, please subscribe. Help us out that way. And now we're going to go to our first caller for today. We're going over to Germany, and we're going to talk to Natalie. Hi, Natalie. How are you today? Oh, hello. Nice to finally reach you. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad um, you're here. Sorry, I can't quite hear you. Say that again, please. Okay, I'm glad that you're here with me. Can Are we not communicating? Are you not hearing me? Oh, no, no, it's fine. It was just a connection. Um, I am looking for some advice. Okay. Um, I am a mom of two small children. My daughter is not quite two and a half. Hmm. Um. My son is nine months old, hmm. and my husband uh, wants to end our marriage. He is, is, he, is he because um, he feels that I was controlling, um, was not trusting, that I always have to have the last day, mm -hmm. that... Uh, yeah, that he feels sorry, my daughter is meant to be okay. in bed. Do you know, um, you can hear do you know if there's any other situation um, that's pulling him away? For example, do you, do you think he might be involved with somebody else or is there some lifestyle he's pursuing? Is there something going on other than he, him saying things about you? Anything else that you know of at all? Uh, no, I mean, since the separate, since he's living on the couch, and since uh, he's separated, I know that he's starting. He started to meet with other women, and uh, hmm. I have reason to believe that uh, he's already slept with other women. But at the end, of, he, he's always 
at the end of the at the end of the evening, re- regardless of how late it is, he's coming home. Mm-hmm. So um, I I don't think there's there's any any it's anything serious. Like I don't I think I genuinely believe that the problem lies between us and not external. Okay. okay. So how may I help um, you, Natalie? He he feels that I treat I treat him like a he feels like I treated him like a little boy, um, mm-hmm. like a little kid. Yeah, sorry, my daughter. Oh, well, mm-hmm. yeah. Better now. Um, yeah, and my question today is, I've been listening to your videos. Mm-hmm. I've started working on my pie. Um, I've dropped two dress sizes. Mm-hmm. I stay-at-home mom. I've I, I haven't I haven't felt for a while that I've intellectually been been challenged. So I try le- learn something interesting um, mm-hmm. each day, or you know something that I can say, oh hey, I learned I learned this today, just so mm-hmm. I can get into conversation. And, but he's like a like a cold stone wall. If it mm-hmm. was up to him, he would. He would only say hello and goodbye mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in between. And okay. don't know what to do. <laughs> I, okay. I'm so here what, what specifically is the question? My, my, my question is, how, how, how do you get... How, uh, there's two, two parts of the question. How do, I, how do I get him to talk? And the uh, second part of the question is, I've been doing um, kind acts. Uh, you know, like making him a cup of coffee or in the morning mm-hmm. or um, putting his pillow away uh, from the living mm-hmm. room into the bedroom each morning. Mm-hmm. But he's saying that he's starting to feel mothered. Mm-hmm. And um, what what do you what do you recommend in those kind of situations to do? Okay. All right. Now I understand those basically, I mean, you, you made them two questions, but they kind of go together. Uh, Natalie, if you don't have it already and our folks are listening and they're making notes, I want to give you something. We have a thing called a smart contact toolkit. And in the smart contact toolkit, it actually gives you some ideas about how to do the very things you're talking about. You see, if, if he doesn't want to talk and you're kind of pushing him to talk, then what's the advantage of that? We talk a lot about pushes and pulls. You know, what are you doing that might be pushing the other person away? What are you doing that might be pulling the other person towards you? Now, that's oversimplifying, but we talk about it in that fashion. And if you're doing something that he's reacting negatively to, even if you think, well, this is an act of kindness, he should react positively to this. If he's reacting negatively to it, my recommendation would be that you stop it. And I know you're thinking, but I'm a kind person and I want to be kind. I get that. I do understand that. But if his perception of you is that you tend to act as his mother, if that's his perception, and I certainly don't know that that could be accurate or inaccurate. I don't know you. I don't know him. But if he's telling you the truth, and if you believe that he's telling you the truth about what he feels, then the thing I would recommend is back off. Don't do anything that might come across as mothering. Nothing at all. Now, you say you think you might be involved with other people, but nothing serious. That makes me believe that you've got a, a lot of grace and mercy toward this guy there. You still love him. You still want him to be there. And the fact that your oldest child is two and a half, and then a nine-month-old, 
I mean, he really does need to be there for those children and for you. Natalie, you can't make him do anything. And the more you try to make him do it, the more you try to make him do it, the more resistance you're going to see, the more resistance you're going to feel. And so I would ask that you let us, and I'm giving it to you as my gift, give you this, this uh, smart contact toolkit. And please listen to those videos. It's a couple of hours of videos that Kimberly Holmes, our uh, CEO, and I did together. It's in chapters. It's not all two and a half hours at one time. It's in chapters. Work through those things, listen to those things, and see if from that you can get a good idea about how to change the way you're interacting with him so that maybe, hopefully, by doing that, okay, by doing that, you can turn this communication process around. But that'll be something that you have to do, Natalie. It's going to be up to you, not to him. Okay. Now, let's see. We're going to go now over to, uh, in the USA, the state of Texas, and we're going to talk to Leslie. Hi, Leslie. How are you today? I'm good, Dr. Green. So good to talk to you. Thank you. Well, glad to talk to you. How may I help you, Leslie? So I've been working on my pies for a year and a half. Um, I feel I'm growing. I'm changing. He's still very emotionally detached. Um, Mm -hmm. I just want to know, do I keep doing this to no avail? Do I draw a line in the sand? Um, My son is 19. My daughter Mm -hmm. is 16. And he just doesn't want to communicate. I've pulled, you know, I've done everything, like, pulled away from him as much. I'm doing smart contact, but um, some business items I do text uh, to him Mm -hmm. instead of saying it in person. But, I mean, he I, – I don't know where to go. I feel like I need – he's not going to step up until he, he thinks I'm just going to be here all the time for him, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what. And he's mm-hmm. just going to go on like like we're going to go on like this forever. And it's just I, – I can't do this forever, you know. I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. So does he live I'm, – I'm assuming for what you said that he does not live with you. Is that correct? He does live with us. Um, oh, he does live house. with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we do share a bedroom, separate beds, um, mm-hmm. but we don't communicate like, unless it has to do with business items. Um, as mm-hmm. you stated in the smart contact, kids are housed and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just in, very involved um, with the local spiritual organization. Like, and he's left. He got laid off three years ago. He left the software engineering field for 23 years and went into financial. And just, I'm a teacher, so um, mm-hmm. I'm actually earning more than he is right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm trying to understand this, Leslie. So is is he involved in something or with someone that's pulling him out of the marriage, or what's why is he, why is this happening? That's what I'm asking. What's going on? Um, no, he's not involved in anyone. Um, he. Five years ago, he told me he didn't love me anymore. I went to his mom, and she sort of intervened, like, by talking to him. And then after a few, like, a year, she he asked her to back off, and she didn't. And that caused a rift between them mm-hmm. and with mm-hmm. me as well. And he just, mm-hmm. he's like, we're not compatible. I don't want to do this anymore. I've given up, and I'm just here for the kids. Okay. And how do the kids feel about this? Do they know what's going on? They see the detachment that is the disconnection between the family, between us. They're, it's like walking on eggshells most of the time for all of us. 
Mm-hmm. And I've, so do they ever talk to you about this? No, they don't. They're very quiet and introverted. Um, okay. Even though they're 19 and 16, they don't really mention that. Okay. So, Leslie, you say you're thinking about drawing a line in the sand. What does that mean? Meaning that I'm giving a few months of this and then asking for a separation, uh, something like that. Okay. Are you ready to divorce? At times I am, and other times I feel I can just keep doing this, but it doesn't seem quite fair for me to Mm -hmm. just keep my life on hold waiting when I don't see anything. He, oh, one more thing is that I did go to a counselor and he, uh, in September of 2019, and he did go for one session at my request. It was a personal one-on-one with her uh, mm-hmm. and him. And he basically told her I'm done. There's nothing to fight for. And she shouldn't make this one of her goals to, you know, I, mm-hmm. I told her I'm working on myself and want to make our marriage better. And he said, he, he he's he's done basically okay all right so drawing the line in the sand would be you do this or this will happen and and what is the line what would you be saying like you're out just leave me and go away or the line is this is what you have to do what what specifically are you thinking that's what i would like to ask you about what should what is the next step or what should i do well, of course, I can't tell you what to do. You understand that. Uh, but I can give you a, an, I'm sorry? I didn't hear. I'm sorry. I mean, I meant what's your advice on how to proceed further? Okay. It it won't be ready quickly, but I am working on a, a more detailed version of what people would call boundaries. I've got about half of it written. I'll have to write the other half, and then I've got to record it. And in that, I'm explaining the difference between what we call a stop, an S-T-O-P, and what we call a core, a C-O-R-E. A stop is a safeguard that offers protection. That's what the S-T-O-P stands for, safeguard that offers protection. And basically, that kind of a line is when you say, here's some damage that's being done, and therefore, this behavior has to stop. The damage can be physical, intellectual, emotional, or spiritual, but like this, this has to stop. So, for example, if he were coming home drunk, that kind of thing, then that becomes a pretty clear stop. Like you can't do that anymore. You have to stop doing that. And if you set that kind of a thing, a safeguard that offers protection, it either protects you or your children, or believe it or not, even him. And if you set that kind of a boundary, that kind of a line in the sand, that stop, then you have to enforce it. In other words, if, if that happens, if you do this thing, this is the negative consequence that's going to occur. Now I'm oversimplifying this because I don't have time to explain it in great detail here. It sounds like what you're thinking about is what we would call a core, a C-O-R-E. That's a continuing a relationship essential, meaning this is something that has to happen if we're going to go beyond this. And if you set a core, a core could be something like, okay, you're going to go see a counselor with me for 10 visits. I mean, that's not what I would recommend, but it would be something like that. Or you need to do this, you need to do that, whatever it might be. We've got to have some conversations. But when you set a core, and and both stops and cores, you want to set just as few as you possibly can. And if a core is set, and if he meets the criteria, the continuing our relationship essential, then some positive things should occur that you've thought out ahead of time. And if he will not meet the core, the continuing our relationship essential, that's when you have the negative consequences. Now, 
we typically don't recommend that the first thing you do is separate. Separation typically makes it more difficult to try to solve the marriage. Because now we do recommend separation if somebody's in danger, definitely. But mm-hmm. if not in danger, then separation typically gives some sense of relief. So, for example, if you said "get out," we're going to separate. He might have a sense of relief, and as a matter of fact, so would you, because as you said, this is not fair, and that makes it mm-hmm. more difficult to come back together if you separate. But. Well, that's why I'm asking you. That's why I'm asking, are you ready to divorce? Because if you're going to set these kinds of things, you have to enforce them. And and you really need to think through in advance. Am I really going to do this? Am I going to really live up to this? Because you don't want to be questioning that in your own mind and your own heart down the road. You want to figure it out as best you can in advance. You know, a, a year and a half of this, that kind of thing, that, uh, it, you're definitely right. It's unfair. You sound like a very alive person to me, that, that you like life, that you sound intelligent. And I'm sure that there are many things in your life you could do rather than sitting in that house with a guy who keeps saying he doesn't want to be with you. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So, so you just then have to make that decision, my friend. Okay. Am I willing to do the negatives if I set a core or if I set a stop. And if you are, and it really is something that really does either give a protection physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, or really is something that has to happen, whatever that is, then, then those things make sense. We would never recommend, for example, that you threaten a divorce or separation because you think somehow that would move a person off dead center. Because, you know, it, it, once you bring it up, the likelihood mm-hmm. exists that it's actually going to occur. That's why you think it through in advance. Here's what I will do for you, Leslie. Have you ever talked to anybody here in our organization, any client representative by any chance? Um, I have spoke or emailed Mark Highlander. Okay. Mark's a good guy. He's one of our guys. If you will let Mark know that as soon as this new program is done, I'm, it, I'm telling you, Leslie, it won't be done in the next 30 days. It's going to take longer than that. But as soon as this new program is done, that we'll send you a free copy of it. If you'll let Mark know that I told you, I would do that for you. And it will give a lot more information about this cores and stops. In the meantime, if you go to our website, marriagehelper.com, and and that little search engine you see there, if you look for – Boundaries, I think, will be it. There's a thing I've done called a definitive guide to boundaries. Now, I did that two or three years ago, but it's about an hour and 15 minutes where I talk about it in detail. Now, it's not as much detail as will be in the new program, but it's an hour and a half worth of information that I think that you would find very valuable for you right now. I hope, I do hope somehow you guys could find out how to make this work for your sake, for your children's sake, even for your husband's sake. And I'm so, so sorry for your pain. So please, Leslie, if you will, contact, contact Mark. Let him know I said that. And go ahead and go to, go to now, that uh, marriagehelper.com slash, you know, look, look in our search engine there for that uh, boundaries thing. Find that and listen to that. That'll help in the meantime. I understand your frustration. Just be sure that whatever you do, my friend, that you're going to follow through on and that you're not going to feel bad about you when you do. Okay. And now from the great state of Texas, we're going to the great state of South Carolina here in the USA. And we're going to talk to Jamie. Hi, Jamie. How are you? 
Hello, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Can you hear me, Jamie? Yeah, I can. I had you on mute, but thank you for taking my call. And I'm nervous. I'm not sure how this is going to work. Okay, well, it's okay to be nervous. How may I help you, my friend? um, I'm going through my second um, betrayal, emotional affair. Mm. Um, with it's been eight months now since I found out about the second one. It's a coworker that mm-hmm. still works there, and um, I've been getting through it. I've been listening to your podcast. I didn't really do the smart contests or the pies because we've been through this before, and mm-hmm. I thought I knew what I was doing, and we were doing good. He wants to stay together. He he's he's transparent. He's doing everything that he needs to do. Um, hmm. but he don't like me questioning a lot, which I, I stopped. So just the other day I mentioned something about him going back to his job on his day off and it, how it bothered me. I tried to come neutral and just say, you know, it bothers me. You're going to mm-hmm. your job when you can go to another job, you know, another place of business while you're not at work. Mm-hmm. And he kind mm-hmm. of just laughed me off basically. And in that mm-hmm. moment, something switched in my mind and I just, I just, I felt like I was done, but I know in my heart, mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't know if that's a normal reaction, and I sure don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we talk about it, and he listens to me, and I, he, I asked him yesterday, I said, what, what, what are we going to lose if we keep trying? You know, what you, mm-hmm. what you keep saying, what are we going to lose? He's like, nothing. And I said, okay, well, we need to keep trying. He's like, I, I want to, but he, he doesn't does think want I'm, to done, I'm moving fast enough. Yeah, he wants to try. He don't think I'm moving fast enough in my healing. So I guess my question okay. is, let me, let me is that sure a normal reaction? You said he doesn't think what now? I want to make sure I heard that. He doesn't. I don't think he thinks I'm moving fast enough in my healing process. But um, like I said, it's only been eight months for this one. The first one, I didn't even get a healing process because I had two teenage girls in the house, and I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't really heal properly at that time. Gotcha. And the woman that he was involved with, she still works with him. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And he laughs it off when you say, I don't appreciate you going back to work on your day off. He he did that one time. Okay. One time. He he did that just that one time. And, and, and I talked to him about it. He said, well, you know, he, he kind of gets defensive now if I say anything Mm -hmm. and he apologized for, I said, but it it really flipped the switch. Like, I'm just, I just don't know what Mm -hmm. to do from here now. Okay. Well, and your question about is that normal? Yes. Very much so, my friend. It's extremely normal. I mean, you have been betrayed. Trust has been broken. That leads to pain. Have you ever built um, anger about these things? Oh, yes. Anger, grief, okay. sadness, loss, okay, the whole, everything. Whole grief I've process, been all then. of them. <laughs> yes. you know, okay. I've been all of it. And he says he wants to work through it. Uh, yes. Have you guys have done anything that's actually um, directed about how to get through this, how to get past it? We've read books. Um, we go to marriage counseling. He Did the, did the marriage um, counseling help? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it does. I mean, I think, I think there needs to be a better counselor because he doesn't believe in counseling. <laughs> you know how mm-hmm. men are. But um, I think it opens <laughs> up our lines of communication and he, I mean, he was reading with me. He he would watch the videos I sent. We've watched the fair recovery videos together. I listen to your podcast. And he's mm-hmm. done all the right things. I just think that he's not doing enough. And I can't explain that to him enough that he's just not. I think he should be doing 150% of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he don't, think, he don't think he has to. 
Okay. So you think he's not going at it hard enough. He thinks you're not healing right. fast enough. That's the two things right. I heard. And right. so specifically, how then may I help you, my friend? What can I do for you? Um, how do I encourage him to do the things that he knows he should, he can do like the compliments and the spending more time. He know he, he listed everything he can do, but how do I mm-hmm. encourage him to do those things without nagging about it? And yeah, because nagging is not, not going to work at all. Right? right. And I don't, and I don't do that. I just sit and wait, but it doesn't come. So how do I right. encourage have you ever talked to anybody at our organization, any of our client representatives no. by any chance? No. Uh-uh. Okay. You might want to do that. You might want to give a call. We we have various things. And we have the free things, obviously, on YouTube. And if you guys have been watching those videos, good, because they're there for that mm-hmm. and they're helpful. Mm-hmm. We also have some things that uh, could be specifically helpful to you here. We do not offer counseling or therapy. We don't do that. But we do offer coaching. And our coaches sometimes, um, these are the people who work with the two of you or either of you, whichever way you want to do it, by FaceTime mm-hmm. or Skype or by phone, that kind of thing. And and can coaches don't do counseling. What they do is deal okay. with behavior. So rather than mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, okay, what is the deep background about this, which might be what a counselor tries to do, the coach is more like, okay, what needs to happen next? And how can we help right. you do that? And have you thought about this? I would recommend, Jimmy, and I'm, I'm sorry this feels like I'm a commercial. I don't want to be making a commercial <laughs> here. But but if you were to call that number we have at our office, that 866-903-0990 number, and I'll give it again in a couple of minutes slower, if you, if you call there and ask for one of our client representatives, and you might want to talk to them about what we can do to help you where that – you can actually be directed along a path, not that we tell you what to do, but be directed right. along a path that can help you get past this. Because it sounds like you really want to do it. He really wants to do it. The fact that yeah. you at this moment or, or any moment is going like, that's it, I'm done. Most human thing on the planet. We get that. Mm-hmm. We do understand that. But it sounds to me like this could be repaired because of the fact that I both of you it want can. it to be. Well, good. We'd love to help you do that. So would you be willing to at least call and talk to one of our client representatives? Yeah. 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 And, and our counselor does tell him what, to, you know, gives him ideas to do. And we have a list of things to do. He just doesn't follow through. And that's the hard part. He's not following. Through. Mm-hmm. Well, we certainly don't want to take you away from a counselor. That's unethical. And we don't want to do that at all. Mm-hmm. But remember what we do is, um, is coaching, not counseling. And then again, we have that three intensive day workshop and that intensive three day workshop right now, we're doing all of those online. And uh, I just finished uh, the seventh one over the last 10 weekends, just finished it at 7 PM last night. And we're having tremendous success with that. And you can actually do it from your home. And, and we're having tremendous success for the both of you if you want to do that. Again, if everybody out there wants to know more about this, the number, our toll-free number in the USA at least, is 866-903-0990. That's 866-903-0990. I'm not sure how many other countries that works in. So if it doesn't work for you, go to marriagehelper.com, and that's how you can find us there. And then we're moving to the great state of Arizona. Hi, Stephanie. How are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you, Dr. Bean? I am rocking and bobbing. How may I help you, my friend? 
Um, I have been married almost 22 years. It'll be 22 years, um, the 27th of this month, with my mm-hmm. husband. Um, he is in the military. He is in the Army Reserve. And about six weeks ago, he, my whole world dropped out from underneath me when he told me that he had a sexual affair when he was at his training last fall. Um, mm. It was purely sexual. He doesn't even know the woman anymore. Like, he doesn't know how to find her or anything. So... Add to that, a few months ago, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, about three weeks after he told me about the sexual affair, I was paying a, our cell phone bill and noticed a lot of phone numbers on his cell phone. And they were a lot from the same phone number. And I confronted him about it. Turns out he's having an emotional affair with an ex-coworker that start, sort of started in December. So they connected initially because she had been cheated on and he was able to talk to her about cheating on me. Hmm. Come to find out, pardon me, she has um, lupus. She has a health condition. She's in kidney failure, stage two, kidney failure in one of her kidneys. She's only 28. Hmm. She's very young, but, um, you know, this will be something that will be debilitating for her, you know, for the rest of her life. Hmm. He assures me this is a friendship and that it will not ever go beyond a friendship. I, he's very faith-based, very, very strong faith-based upbringing. I sort of believe him <laughs> when mm-hmm. he says that it, he's strong enough to stop it if it, you know, goes further. However, it's not him that I don't trust. It's her that I don't trust. Um, she's contacting him. I mean, this, just this last month, she contacted him over 260 times. Um, and only under 30 times did he contact her. So I'm really worried um, Mm -hmm. how a health issue connection can affect this emotional affair. He says that he only wants me. He wants to be with me. He's he's not living at our home. I should uh, specify that. He moved out um, about five days after he told me that he wanted a divorce and that he had cheated on me when he was away in the military training. Um, he moved out. Um, and so he's not living with me. So I, I feel already that loss of an emotional connection between the two of us because mm-hmm. he's not talking to me. He only talks mm-hmm. to me about our children, our home finances, because I pay all of the bills. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of little lies that continue to happen, you know, mostly just he purchased her a birthday gift and, and little mm-hmm. things. But how can this sort of a health issue connection affect this kind of an emotional affair in a sense like my husband, thankfully we're very blessed in the sense that his cancer has not spread anywhere. We just got the good news about a week ago. So once he Mm -hmm. has his prostate removed, he should be cancer free, but Mm -hmm. how can, you know, um, this connection, I mean, initially it was just the affair of the connection, but then it has since moved to, um, the health issues, they both sort of talk to each other about their health issues. Mm-hmm. How can this affect an emotional affair? Well, as you know, it can actually deepen it because of the fact of, of the shared concerns. You know, <clears throat> is your husband the kind of guy who, who likes to take care of other people, who has always been a really responsible guy that others have looked to for assistance? I mean, Yes and no. I don't know how to explain this. He always has taken care of me and my boys. We have four children, you know, um, and so he's always, but it's always been us. It, it, we met when we were 16. We were high school sweethearts. We married 
you know, um, when we were 22, almost 23, had a child very quickly, and, and now we have, so I have a 20-year-old, and then I have a 12, 10, and 6-year-old. So he's, wow. he's always, always taking care of us. I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure where our relationship, like where something went wrong. I honestly, when I tell you my world fell out from underneath me, it, I had no idea this was coming mm-hmm. um, just because of our faith um, background. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just, he's, he's a really, really good man who made some bad choices and I don't mm-hmm. know why, you know, and that eats he away He probably me, doesn't either, believe it or not. I think he doesn't. Yeah. I, I really believe yeah. that. So have have you two talked about at all him coming back home? Has that been discussed? No. He will not discuss our relationship at all. Okay. Right now I'm and just so, I'm doing the pies, I'm doing the smart contact. He says he says for the last six months he was grieving my loss because he was terrified to tell me about the sexual affair and he knew he was going to lose me from that sexual affair. And now because I've been so caring and loving and open and he's been so comfortable coming to our home, we see him every single day. And when he's Mm -hmm. here, I absolutely love it because it's, it's sort Mm -hmm. of like, you know, we're still having a relationship yet. We do not discuss the relationship. So we're friendly with each other. He tells me he loves me. I tell him I love him. Mm-hmm. Not every day, you know, but he does get so, uncomfortable uh, if I What is it that I, I can him. do? What can I do for you? How can I help you? I don't, I don't really know. I just really wanted to know how this, the, the health connection can just really affect these affairs and how, how to get him, you know, to start building an emotional um, connection back with me and not okay. her. Because he does, like I said, he only talks to her about me. <laughs> And so well, I'm, I'm just, I'm dying inside. <laughs> right. I don't know how to progress. Okay. Well, I certainly I understand why you're dying inside. I understand okay. how you feel. I understand the pain that you're going through. All those things I do understand. And if we look at your question, if you say, okay, could this then deepen or lengthen that relationship? Yeah, it definitely can. I, I could actually go into the deeper psychology of it, but I don't think that would be helpful here. But what I can tell you is the fact that, yeah, it can. But does that mean that there's no hope? No, it doesn't mean that at all. The good news is that he is coming back, that he's seeing you every day. Now, even though you're saying we're only talking basically about business things, we don't talk about the relationship. He's there for some reason. And if it's there because he wants to be a good father, then at least he's there. There's interaction with you guys taking place. Can I predict what's going to happen with that other relationship? No, I cannot. I cannot. But whenever he finally has whatever surgery they're going to do for this prostate thing, I'm assuming that you'll probably want to be there. And if he agrees with that, that you will be there, that can actually be something that helps because you'll then be taking care of him for a little bit. Now, he may not want you there. I don't know him. I don't know the situation. But if he does want you there, that can help there. So the short answer is, yeah, it can make it worse, but it doesn't make it hopeless. It does not make it hopeless. Relationships change, situations change. The psychology of what's going on with him is probably very intricate right now. And you've already said he's a strong faith-based man. At some point, at some point, he's going to have to deal with that. His own faith, what's going on inside of him and, and how he's doing what he's doing. So I don't have a short answer for you right here other than the one that you don't like. You know, it can make it worse. Keep being strong if you want to rescue this man. Keep being strong. Please go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash marriagehelper. 
got a lot of videos there, and I hope those can help you. And I hope you're talking to one of our client representatives at Marriage Helper who can guide you to other resources that we have. And my, my heart goes out to you. Uh, I surely hope this works out somehow, particularly since you told me he's a good man and is rescuing. And then we're going to go over to Oklahoma and speak to Jeffrey. Hi, Jeffrey. Are you there? I am. How are you doing today? Rocking and bopping. How may I help you, my friend? All right. Well, uh, my question is basically, so my wife had an affair uh, at the last late September, early October. Uh, Come November, she asked for a divorce. Uh, Then she moved out and moved in with the other man uh, and started divorce proceedings in January. Uh, And so my basic question is, particularly in these times that we're going through right now with social distancing and everything, uh, what are are the sort of things that I can do to try and build that emotional attraction with my wife while she's living with the other man? Is she having any communication with you at all, Jeffrey? Yes, we have three children together, and we split them 50-50, so we see Mm -hmm. each other a weekly, sometimes multiple times in the week for switching kids for, you know, who's watching the kids while the other's working and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we see each other and we, we talk and I try and maintain the, uh, the smart contact and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not really interested at all in talking about working on the marriage or right, uh, repairing right. things. Uh, the divorce will mm-hmm. actually end up being final in about two weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Which I'm... Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you, my friend. It's tough. It's the situation you're describing is really tough. She's living with another guy. The divorce is almost final. The advantage is you at least have some contact with her through the children, and not everybody has that. And so one of the most common questions we get is, how can I show the other person that I'm changing, I'm developing, I'm growing, like you know, physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, when we have little or no contact with each other? If there were some magic formula, I mean, seriously, if there were something that we could say, if you do that thing, everything's going to turn around. I promise we'd tell you what it was. We really, really would. But there is no magic formula. It always takes a bit of time, and it does not always work. Now, there are people out there who claim you do what they tell you to do, and it'll always work, but those people are charlatans and frauds. We tell people the truth. We always tell you the truth. And so the situation you're describing is a tough situation, but you know that. The thing is, Jeffrey, that when you do the things we talk about, when you work on the physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual, when you work on becoming the safe place, you don't do it for the other person. In your case, you wouldn't be doing it for your wife. You do it for you. And the reason you do that is so that you can become the best you that you can possibly be. And, and that's a significant thing. You becoming the best you you can possibly be. Now, even if she doesn't notice that to begin with, and if you're thinking, well, she'll only get to notice that if we get to talk about the serious matters, we're exchanging children is how do you do that kind of thing. We're not being able to discuss the serious matters. Therefore, she's not going to be able to see it. Actually, Jeffrey, that's not exactly accurate. If you continue to become a better person physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, that safe place, not only 
does that be a thing in and of itself, even if you're not having these other conversations, it's absolutely the best thing you can do for you. And you've probably over your lifetime, you don't sound like you're a very old man, but you in your lifetime, I'm sure have seen people that you just noticed gradual changes and you thought either A, wow, that person's even better than he or she used to be, or wow, that person's not nearly as good a person as he or she used to be. Because when people change, other people notice, even, even if there's not that opportunity for those deep, involved conversations. And so, Jeffrey, you do it for you. Now, hopefully, with time, she begins to see that. The fact that you have children together, I'll guarantee you the children will say things to her. Hey, dad's different in this way. Dad's different in that way. Now, don't try to program them to do that. That'll backfire big time. Don't say, tell your mom what you saw here. Tell your mom how I'm different there. No, 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 that's not good. You just keep doing it. And the people that you have in common, not just your children, but any friends you have in common will be passing that information on to her. Not every day, not always, but people talk. And one thing that people talk about is how other people are, what other people do, how other people act. And as that occurs, hopefully, even though you don't have the ability to do it otherwise, like having these sit down deep conversations, she gets the message. Now, Jeffrey, if God forbid, the marriage does end in two weeks and something happens where that she never does come back. Now that's not our goal. Obviously we want to help you. We truly want to help you. But if God forbid it happens where the marriage doesn't get back together, the things we teach you to do prepare you for the next relationship. Now that's not our goal. Our goal is to help you save this marriage. That's what we focus on. But we want you to know that by doing the things that we teach you to do, there is no downside. The upside, the one we all hope and pray for, is that it brings the marriage back together and you guys are able to have a good, wonderful marriage. That's what we're all looking for. But there's no downside. Because if you do these things, becoming the best you that you can be, physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, being the safe place, all the things we talk about, then you become that better person. And, and, and like I said, no downside because you have become a better human being. And if Again, God forbid, this marriage ends forever, and you actually get into another relationship down the road. There's a principle that like attracts like. In other words, whoever will be attracted to you next because you become a better person is going to be that kind of person. People who deteriorate, fall apart, start violating their own beliefs and value system, and doing all those kinds of things, unfortunately, their next relationship, they tend to attract somebody who's bad for them because like attracts like. But the people who keep developing and growing and, and becoming this best they can be, they'll attract a, a, a somebody, a person who is actually good for you because like attracts like. Now, have I said enough? That's not our goal. We're not trying to set you up for the next relationship. We're, we're hoping to help you fix this one. That's what we're all about. But I'm telling you, there's no downside. If you follow these principles, if you make them part of your life, part of who you are, no matter what your spouse does, your life becomes better. Will there be pain if she doesn't come back? Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But do you understand the principle I'm talking about here? I surely hope you do. And then we're going to go over to North Carolina and we're going to talk to uh, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie, how are you today? Hi. 
Hi, Dr. Beam. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. How may I help you, my friend? So my question is, how does my husband having a child with his affair partner um, impact the length of his lim- the limerence that he's in? Uh, how far along is she? Do you know? She's had the baby. Oh, she's already had the baby. Is he living with her or living with you? He is not living with me. Um, he's living in Indiana. I don't know for sure where he's actually living. Hmm. He's okay, told me he's that not, he's not living on with her? mom's couch. Okay. I don't think he is. Okay. So are you having any communication with him at all? Yes. Uh, we okay. do speak by phone periodically. We were in the process of selling our home here in North Carolina, uh, going to move to Indiana, where he's from. Um, he went ahead of us, and mm-hmm. I, was, I stayed here in North Carolina for our son to finish school. Uh, he's 15, and mm-hmm. sell the house. But the house took over a year to sell, and in the meantime, the emotional affair that he was in the midst of um, turned physical hmm. and she's from his hometown and is best friends with his sisters. Oh, so, so his if family indeed, knows yeah, about mom, it. They knew okay. about it before I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know that hurts, but you would think that with them living right there and her being right there, that that news would travel faster in those circles. So I, I know that has to hurt that they knew about it before you. As far as you know, is having any interaction with that woman now? Yes. Okay. He's referring to her as his girlfriend. Oh, okay. And how old is the child now? A year or so? Something like that? No, she was, uh, she was just born at the end of last month. Okay, so just a baby in arms. It's a she, tough situation. The, the other Stephanie. woman... I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. The other woman um, is raising her nephew as her son. um, And my husband refers to him um, as his, even though it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. He is calling my husband daddy. Mm -hmm. So in essence, what I'm hearing you say is that at least as far as you know, in his mind, he is out of this relationship with you altogether and has married in his mind, in essence, another woman and has two children with that woman. That's basically how he's thinking. Is that what you're saying? I'm not sure if I would go that far. He has said he doesn't want to be married to me anymore, um, Mm -hmm. but has not taken any legal action to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Is he having interaction with your son? Yes. My son's actually visiting him right now. Okay. So they still have a good relationship, at least to some degree? Yes. And my husband still refers to me when he's talking to other people as his wife. Gotcha. If I may ask, how old is your (laughs) husband? He is 48. 48. Has he been going through any, uh, uh, you say move back to Indiana. Is that because of some negative thing that occurred, like he lost a job or had a financial reversal or... What was the motivation behind he, you guys going back he to did Indiana? Lose, 
he lost a job in 2015 and it caused a lot of financial stress for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, but he has, he said that he's always been unhappy here in North Carolina and that his Mm -hmm. ultimate goal was always to move back to Indiana. Um, Mm -hmm. I was not aware of how unhappy he was until shortly before he actually left. Um, and over the years, we've, we've, I've always thought we had a great marriage. We were always close. Um, and, but I have come to realize and learn that there has been multiple, either emotional affairs and or physical affairs over the years. And I, I had no idea. I'm so, so sorry, Stephanie. That, that breaks my heart to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yet what I'm hearing is that you still want to try to rescue this marriage. Is that right? I do. I don't believe in divorce. Okay. Well, not the situation, who I am. as you know, is tough. Here's the question I have for you, though. Are you going to move to Indiana or are you going to stay in North Carolina? What are your plans? Um, the plan was for me to move out there. Um, I have told him that that's still my plan. Um, he mm-hmm. has said that he's not sure that he wants us out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the sense that she's terrified that I will move out there. I would imagine. Uh, so at this point, she, as of right now, <clears throat> pardon me, as of right now, uh, I'm hearing that you don't have any specific plans to get there. So Stephanie, the, the situation you're describing obviously is very, very difficult. The good news is that he still is trying to maintain a relationship with his son. The good news is when I speculated, like in, in his mind, do you think he's married the other woman? You said, no, I don't think I would go that far. It's not that situation. When you start looking at a man in that age group, and it could be happening at any age, it's not just that age, but look at a man in that age group, particularly that, that has lost a job, had a big financial background, didn't like living in the state he was in, whether that was actually the what he felt before or after the financial reversal is kind of irrelevant. And then he goes back home, you discover that this man has, over a period of time, had trouble being faithful because of the various relationships he's had with other women, it almost sounds as if, now you understand, I don't know your husband. I certainly can't say this for sure, but it almost sounds as if you have a a gentleman who in some degree has not decided to mature. Now I'm not saying he's a child. I'm not trying to put him down. I don't know him. I'm just telling you what it sounds like. It sounds like here's a guy that's just kind of almost gone back to childhood, if you will. I go back home, I live close to my family, and here's another person that I can get involved with, and she's different and brand new. And it's almost, it sounds as if the person's kind of, you know, chasing being a boy again. Now, again, I can't say that for sure. I don't know him. That adds to the difficulty here. I mean, this is a difficult situation all the way around. If you choose to go to Indiana, if you decide to actually take your son and move there, Stephanie, be aware of the fact that that could help. It might have a neutral effect or it actually could go the other way. It actually could make him not make him, but lead him to make a decision to move further away from you faster. If you are going to choose at some point, whether or not you're going to move to Indiana, I would strongly recommend you think through what will I do if my son and I move to Indiana and he reacts positively 
what will I do if we move there and he reacts in a neutral fashion? What will we do if we move there and he reacts negatively and have that thought out well in advance what your plans will be? Because if you get there and he does exactly opposite of what you expect, then then it becomes a matter of how do I protect and take care of my son emotionally as well as myself emotionally. And I would recommend that if you if you make a decision like that, have a well thought out plan with a support system if it doesn't work the way you want it to. Now, I hope it does. I truly hope it does. So it's a tough decision. Obviously, I cannot tell you what to do. But my heart breaks for you. And then we go down to Florida to Jessica. Hi, Jessica. How are you today? Hi, Dr. Beam. Good. Thank you. How may I help you, my friend? Um, so I've been on your website and checked out your YouTube videos, and I was the one that had the affair. Mm-hmm. And um, I get the limerence. Um my husband and I, we were separated for over four months. Um, the person I had the affair with, um, we liked each other five years ago and kind of put it on hold till the children grew past 18. And now mm-hmm. um, when, I, when it came to light uh, recently, um, when, I, when I lost my husband with the knowledge of it, I, I fought like crazy to get him back, and now I have him back. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. flip-floppy. Mm-hmm. And the other person's like, I've waited five years for you. You're a liar, um, you know, wanting to rescue me. Basically, my relationship with the husband was, um, he was emotionally detached, and we were like roommates. Mm-hmm. And we're back it's very lonely and um i'm quiet quite often and so how long have you been back together um about uh four months okay and how long were you apart four months okay that's what i thought i heard when you when you said that this four months again i thought maybe i got confused so apart about four months back together about four months and why did you want him back jessica um, I, I, I think the, the religious side, feeling guilty, mm-hmm. the, um, wanting, wanting life back the way it was, mm-hmm. um, and, but we had, The, the 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 kid's reaction was a surprise. Mm-hmm. So, In what way was it a surprise? Um, that they sided with their dad. Okay. And how old are your kids now? Uh, eighteen and nineteen. Okay. Do you feel that you were or or still are in limerence with the other gentleman? Yes. Okay. And so was that were or are? <laughs> Which one is it? Well, it's trying to be were, but I flip-flop emotionally in my head. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the way the thing works, Jessica. It kind of works that way. Uh, 
I don't have time to go into the great details. Have you looked at any of our videos about limerence on uh, YouTube by any chance? I have, and I've ordered the spark and the pies from your guys' website. Um, and my my husband's doing everything he, he can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I've... I know I need. I know what I need to do. I'm just having a hard time doing it. Hey, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You know, it was a long time ago, but I left my wife Alice, actually divorced Alice, to be with another woman that I was in limerence with. And I know what it's like when you get in the beginning stages. There's actually basically three phases of limerence, and I won't go into detail here. But in that first phase, in the second phase, which is the strongest part of it by far, and in the third phase where it begins to weaken. But but there is a flip-flop where you're kind of going back up to that strong phase, back down to the, mm, maybe I don't need to do this, back up to the strong phase. And if you weren't having that flip-flop, I would be shocked and surprised. The fact that you're feeling what you're feeling is what people do. In other words, don't think of yourself as being unusual or abnormal there. That's what happens. And so I'm asking you, please not to panic over the fact that you go back and forth emotionally. Now, you said your husband was emotionally detached before. Apparently, based on what you're describing, you are not uh, have not um, established any kind of strong emotional connection in the four months since you've been back. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. Okay. Would you want that? Would you allow it to happen if it could? Yes, most definitely. Okay. So you want to have a good marriage again. You want to be out of limerence. Is that what you're telling me? Okay, but on some days, just the other way around, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It can be done, Jessica. As a matter of fact, we, we work with people all the time where they actually do accomplish that. Uh, have you talked to any of our client representatives at our organization as you were going through our website and those kinds of things? Yes, I have. Yeah, do you remember who you talked to? Randy. Okay. Randy's a good guy. He's out of uh, New York. He works with us from up there. We're in Tennessee. Jessica, what would you want me to do for you? If I had the magic wand, which unfortunately I do not, but if I had the magic wand and could wave it, what's the one thing you would want that magic wand to do for you right now? Well, just to be able to move forward. Okay. With, with um, it's like my 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 heart wants somebody else, but mm-hmm. the wants to stay. Okay, so let me be more specific then. Would you want me to wave the the magic wand and change your heart, or wave the magic wand and change your husband's connection with you? Which would you of those two? Which would you prefer? My heart. Your heart. Okay. And from what I heard earlier, you have a strong faith. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Well, it's very. Kind of hmm? why I'm feeling the way I am. Yeah. I understand. I do understand. I, I get it. I wish that, you know, we had a couple of hours to talk because I think I could help you understand a whole lot of things in a couple of hours. Unfortunately, I don't get to do that. Have you thought about talking to one of our coaches who could help you think that through? Yes, I have. Okay. Have you talked to any of our coaches yet? Not yet. No. 
Okay. Jessica, my heart's going out to you. I'm connecting to you. I I think I feel what you're feeling, but I felt it, you know, many, many years ago. But I'm relating to you wholeheartedly because I understand this. I have been there. And so here's what I'd like to do for you as my gift, if you'll allow me. I'll give you one session with one of our coaches that I pay for. And then if you decide that that's a value to you, then, then you can, you know, you can sign up for the others if you want more. But I want to give you that first hour as my gift, my gift to you, because I relate to you and I feel with you. And that way you can kind of check out whether you think our coaches will be of value to you or not. Would you let me give you that gift? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Well, I will do that. And I'm sure our crew right now is writing down your telephone number. And, uh, and you contact Randy. Randy's an awesome guy. You contact Randy and tell him Dr. Bean said he would do this for me. He's probably okay. listening to the program right now. He usually does. Unless he's on a phone with a client, he's listening right now and he's hearing this. And I'll, I'll pay for the first one. And if that works for you, then you can follow through with it. If it doesn't, it didn't cost you anything to try. Jessica, I really want this to work. I really do. I want I want everybody's marriage to work. Don't misunderstand. But I'm I'm identifying with you, my friend. And so I really, really want to work, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Okay. Bean. You're very welcome, Jessica. All right. Now let's see. I need to go right down here. I'm looking for something. If you guys will give me a moment. We're gonna go to Idaho. I think that's what it says here. Idaho. Is it uh is it Jose? Is that correct? That is me. <laughs> uh, Jose, are you in Idaho, my friend? I am. I am. Uh, thanks for uh, taking my call uh, here today. Well, I think you guys are giving me plenty of help. I uh, I just wanted to call in and uh, give a little hope out to everybody. Uh, here, let me tell my background here. Uh, back in um, January... Um, I had, well, I've been married with my wife for almost a year here in August will be a year. And, um, mm-hmm. we separated in January on the second and, um, it's, it's been such a hard, hard road. I mean, I've been, uh, it was, it was, it was terrible right after our marriage and we just didn't know what we were really getting into here, um, um, beforehand and having a house and everything, it just got, it's got really, really bad. And, uh, so we ended up separating and, um, mm-hmm. it got really worse from there. I did all the things that I wasn't understanding that, that would push my, uh, my spouse away. And, mm-hmm. and I was begging, I was pleading. I was, I was, uh, sobbing, you know, I was really making mm-hmm. a show of myself and, I uh, just really pushed her away even more. And, uh, she ended up having a, multiple affairs uh, during this time. And, you know, I really didn't know how to take it. And I was really looking for, I guess, um, I guess it would be uh, approval from her uh, mm-hmm. during this time. And um, f- finally I started uh, working the 10 week steps and I started looking more into myself and started seeing more about the marriage and what went wrong, what really actually happened. And, you know, and how I was and who I was. And and I started doing my pies and Mm -hmm. realized, man, I can, I can be a better person here. And Mm. I emotionally detached myself from my wife. I, I, I mean, I realized this is what I had to do, you know, because I was too Mm -hmm. much into the relationship itself. And 
I wasn't getting mm-hmm. anywhere with myself. And um, so I started working these programs, and and I just, I don't know, something in my head just clicked, and, you know, I was just starting to feel better about myself, and mm-hmm. I was starting to feel good about myself, and my appearance was starting to look great, and, you know, and I was starting to connect with my kids a lot better, and I, I've got four children with her, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. And my relationships all around me were just, Immaculate. I mean, everything was just great, so great. And just because you were becoming a better person, is that right, Jose? You were you were following right, the principles you teach and becoming a better yeah. person and respecting everything. That's awesome, man. That was that's correct. I was just working on myself and only me for me, and nothing mm-hmm. else, and solely for number one. You know, and and when I put that in line, everything else kind of fell in line with it. And great. You know, here a couple months ago, um, two months ago, my wife had reached out to me, and um, I had some bad times. I was living with my mom at the time, and uh, we had been going through some rough times with my mom, and she's not very understanding mm-hmm. herself, but yeah. that's okay. And um, my wife had said, hey, um, you know, if you have nowhere to go, you can come stay with me for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I really had to think about that because beforehand um, – it was, it was, it was really bad. I had went through a lot with her. It was, mm-hmm. went from, I love you. So how did it work you. out? When she asked you to come send, you said, come here. How did that work out? Well, I told her I, I'd think about that because I didn't know how I felt at the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so I gave it a day. I slept on it and mm-hmm. uh, I was like, okay, I, I'll, I'll stay a couple of days with you. And, you know, and okay. I went there and, stayed a couple of days and I guess she was just seeing who I was and the new, the, the new, new Jose, uh, way yeah. I went about things. And I, and mm-hmm. I showed her that and it really, mm-hmm. I didn't really have to show her that because that's just what I was doing, you know, exactly. no, pretending, no acting, just being the good you. Great. So where yeah, is it now? Yeah. What's going on with you guys now? <laughs> she is so involved emotionally. I mean, we're so connected. We are, oh, I mean, she says she loves me. She went from I, I hate you as to as much as I love you to I love you and I love you so much and mm. I appreciate you. She now says she's appreciating me um, and I appreciate her. I mean, we're both on the same plane level. Awesome. I mean, the, the way that everything has trance, uh, I just, I have no words for it, you know. It's, okay, a, it's almost a dream come true. A dream come true. Was, that's great. So, so what would you give advice really? to people about what we do at Marriage Helper? You think what we're doing then is worthwhile? What would you tell people? I would say, you know, work the program, do the steps, and it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be really, really hard. But just mm-hmm. as hard as it gets, keep moving forward because you are going to run into times where you're going to feel like you're going to give up. And mm-hmm. cause I was there. I was right there. And, you know, I pushed forward I, and I didn't give up. Mm-hmm even though that last strand was like, do it, you know, and I still <laughs> held on and, mm-hmm. and it worked out great. You know, I just, just be, be yourself, be yourself and, and, mm-hmm. and do the program. Let it mm-hmm. work. Right. Because when you start doing that program, you become the best you that you can be. And that's always going to be a good thing for the future. Jose, thank you so very much, my friend. I wish I could talk to you for a half hour about this. We've got so many other people waiting out there, but uh, thank you. 
Thank you so, so much. Okay, now we're going to go back to Arizona again and talk to Chris. Hi, Chris. How may we help you today? Hey, Dr. Beam. Um, so, so I've been, you know, following you guys on YouTube and stuff and, and trying to enact my pies. My wife and I separated. She has the kids. Uh, we live about an hour apart. She mm-hmm. runs a Christian blog uh, that she started, which has an Instagram account attached to it. And mm-hmm. the uh, description she initially put on there was, you know, wife, mother of two, blogger, blah, blah, blah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, we've been spending time on weekends with the family, and, and things are going well. I, you know, institute my, um, I try to keep away from any emotional conversation, not to push her. But um, this weekend, for some reason, out of nowhere, even though we had a great weekend as a family, she mm-hmm. reworded it. And one of the things that she specifically did is she took the word wife off of it, and it's mm-hmm. no longer on there. My question is, I want to ask her about it and say, hey, you know, is there a reason that you removed that? Uh, but mm-hmm. I do know that she, when it comes to serious conversations, especially about the emotions of our separation, she mm-hmm. shuts down very quickly. And I'm wondering if by asking her that question, uh, is that a push activity? Because she, mm-hmm. may, she may respond favorably and say, yeah, I just wanted to change it because, you know, I, I just reworded things, you know, I'm getting Give me a answer, but I don't. I don't want to push her. So, so what would you hope to accomplish by asking her? What would you think that would do? Well, that's a good question because she is so reluctant to share information mm-hmm. with me about like why she left and how she's really feeling. I mm-hmm. have to, you know, I look at her her Instagram um, from my own account and just you know see the things that she posts in life. Because I'm trying to understand her feelings and her emotions because she doesn't want to talk about things. So to me, mm-hmm. it's like if you remove the word wife, are you saying that you no longer want to pursue fixing our marriage? Or, I understand you know the information I mean? you want. I understand you want the information, but what do you expect to accomplish by that, my friend? You think it's going to make her get closer to you? You think it's going to make your relationship better? You think it's going to lead her to start being open and honest and talking to you? What, what do you actually think it's going to accomplish if you were to do that? That's a good question because I don't think it's going to do any of the things that you mentioned. I think it's just going to be one of those things where she, you know, where I, yeah. I don't, I don't, she's, even if she says, yeah, I, cause she said to me, you know, recently, I don't know if I love you anymore. So even mm-hmm. if she gives me that answer, then I guess I'm back in the same boat that I'm currently in anyways. Yeah. It just, uh, you know, it's your life and you can do what you think is right. Obviously I don't tell you what to do, but I'm sitting here listening to you, Chris, thinking you sound like a good guy, but I don't think this thing's going to work out for you. Like you think it's going to, often it comes down to this. When people are having difficulties in the relationship, we regularly recommend, okay, think this through ahead of time and ask, why am I doing this? And what do I expect to accomplish? And then you look at the upside the potential upside, the potential downside, then you make a decision. Is it worth it? Right. If it's going to potentially cause more difficulty or hurt it pull further away, then you didn't really accomplish anything good. And, and if you think it's got a greater chance of going negative than positive, then even if you want the information and I get it, if I were you, I'd want the information as well. But how does that, you know, if, if it works against you, then all it did was make things worse. Right. Right. Makes sense. 
Yeah, now you do whatever you think is right, Chris. You sound like an intelligent guy. But that's what I would ask you to do is think. Just think in terms of before you do anything. What am I hoping to accomplish by this? And what is the likelihood of how it's going to turn out? And then you can make your decisions and do what you need to do. You will not always guess accurately. <laughs> you know that, I'm sure. But if you can actually do it enough. So, my friend, do what you think here. But if it were I, based on what you're saying, and, of course, I'm just going by what you're saying. I don't know anything other than what you're telling me here. Then it's going to be like, mm, I don't know, my friend. Totally up to you. Totally, totally, totally up to you. You make your own decision. Okay. Ah, let's see now. We've got several more callers, a whole bunch of callers out here. I'm trying to pick someone. Maybe it might be a little bit different than what we've talked to before. Okay. Uh, this one's kind of interesting because I don't know what the question means. So let's go to Minnesota. And let's talk to Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Welcome to Marriage Helper. Hello. 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 Um, How are you today? Good. Uh, <laughs> so. How may, how may I help you, my friend? Um. So, on May 18th, my husband told me he didn't love me anymore, and like he still sees me as um, the mother's child, and and. Uh, and he loves me as a friend, but not as a wife anymore, or not like a husband should love his wife. Mm-hmm. And that he wanted to divorce. And um, so then I just kind of accepted that. Uh, obviously, I did all the things I wasn't supposed to, and I first found out I was crying and everything. Then mm-hmm. uh, about two weeks later, I found out that he's been um, like in an emotional affair with another woman online that he plays games mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm sorry. Uh, here. Sounds like it's a pretty young and child you got there. How old is that child? How old yeah, is your child? He's, he's 11 months old. Okay, um, 11 months old. And so, Courtney, let me ask you a question or two, if I may, right here at the outset. Are, are you familiar with our, our uh, YouTube videos or you in any of our online courses, anything like that? Yeah. Um, I've been watching a ton of the videos and listening to podcasts mm-hmm. and I started the 10, the 10 week course. Um, oh, you just started at first he, Yeah. He told me he didn't want to work on it. So I went mm-hmm. ahead and got the 10 week course for myself. And mm-hmm. um, well, I held off on telling him that I knew about the affair mm-hmm. and eventually it came out that I knew and I was so glad that I had started the course already because I was able to uh, talk to him really calmly and like I had a problem with stonewalling and I was able mm-hmm. to continue talking to him even though normally I would shut down. Good. And, Good uh, for you, uh, so anyway, um, so I just started week two, and I'm struggling to figure out, like, the real reason or, like, mm-hmm. all the possible reasons as mm-hmm. to why, because uh, when I confronted him about the affair, he told me mm-hmm. that it was just, um, like, she's only talking to her to, mm-hmm. like, get off. So he said that it wasn't like he loved her or anything. Mm-hmm. But 
uh, I had found out by looking at his messages earlier that it had been going on at least since the beginning of May, but I didn't yeah. tell him I knew that. I just, right. um, so, so, so I knew how, that he was lying to me. How, 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 when he how can said, I help you, Courtney? What can I do for you today? How may I help you, my friend? Um, well, basically, so, uh, in the past two weeks, he, he and I have been physically intimate, even though when he told me he wanted to divorce, he, uh, told me that he didn't want to be physical anymore, right. like, mm-hmm. no, no kissing or anything. So, so how may I help? I'm kind of conflicted. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if. I should take that as a good sign or like, I don't know if I'm going in the right direction, uh, okay. like working on so what I should of, be doing. A couple of very quick questions, if I may. Do you want to make love to him? Yeah. Okay. Not not just because of the fact that you think that somehow that will bring him back. Do you want to make love to him? Yeah. Okay. Now, the fact that he's doing that with you, that's actually a good thing. I would recommend this, though. Be very careful here. If you think that because of the fact that he is making love with you, that that means he's necessarily going to come back, then that might create within you a sense of hope that's not true. I mean, I hope he does come back, and, and I'm glad you're in the 10-week course. Follow, go through all 10 weeks of the thing, please, and, and uh, learn those principles and put them into application, put them in part of your life. It's okay to make love to a person you're married to. It really is. But not if you think it's someone to manipulate him or her back, because that'll probably backfire on you. And the only other thing is I just said, I'm going to repeat it here to make sure that it's clear. Don't let yourself create false hope. The fact that he's making love to you is a good sign. There are all kinds of good things that can come from that. There are chemicals that are released, for example, at orgasm called oxytocin that actually bonds people closer together. So there's a lot of good reasons to do it as long as you don't think that that means absolutely he's coming back. It can be a factor. Absolutely. But there's a lot of other factors involved as well. And that's what you're going to be learning in that 10 week program. All those other factors. Well, most at least of those other factors to do that. So Courtney, uh, do you take care of that baby <laughs> and I uh, hope and pray things really do work out for you. And then we're going to go to Nevada, but I'm not quite sure how to pronounce the name. Okay. It's, let's see, I'm going to go over here. I got to click on this button. I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. Let me see if I can get this connection. It's um, Nevada. Is it Tarsiana or something like that? How do you pronounce yes. your name? That's right. Oh, God, I'm guessing got correct. How may I help you, my friend? Yes. Hi. Um, thank you for my, taking my call today. You're very um, welcome. I've been uh, with my husband for 12 years. We've been married for six. We have a three-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, several issues, and last year, uh, about October, we decided to separate. We During this time, um, even though we were living in different homes, we were hanging out all the time or still having relations and he was asking to um, come back and give it another shot and another chance. Um, in uh, March this year, we decided to get back together and he will come back home and uh, that's when the pandemic hit and we were going to go get counseling and we couldn't get counseling at that time, but we were living together and we were mm-hmm. trying to work in our relationship. Um, by mid-May, um, we are 
you know, leaving as a husband and wife, um, he told me that he um, didn't want to do this anymore and that he started talking to a girl and Mm -hmm. that he um, wanted to move out and he said that he did not want to be married to me anymore or give it a try. Um, Since then, he moved out uh, about a week ago. Um, he's believing with a friend, um, and the friend is actually the one that introduced him to this girl. Um, they're talking. Um, this girl actually does not live here. She lives out of the country. Um, so they've been talking and texting and, uh, you know, all that. Um, and, um, my, he says he wants to be, because he's living with his friend, he still comes over and, to see our daughter and, um, you know, and we're just, you know, we talk, we civil, like we, we're not talking about the relationship or anything like that. Cause we don't want to do, you know, I don't want to fight and I'm just working on myself and focused on my daughter and, and my job. And, um, but he keeps saying that he still wants to be friends. And, um, last time that we kind of talked about the relationship, I, ask him if he really wanted to get divorced as respect out of our relationship for him to mm-hmm. stop talking to this girl until the divorce is finalized and then if that's he, what he wants to do then he go ahead and do it um, and he said he was not going to because he liked the okay. girl um, so at that time I was like okay well so then we should be strictly have communications be, just between you and I about our daughter, you know, and he <laughs> tries to be friends, you know, and like last night he, he came over, he hang out, and, you know, and he still, like, tried to text me and talk about things, you know, and he's like, well, you don't want to be friends with me, like, will you be, you know. So, uh, so how can I help you? What, what can I do for you? Yeah, so I have two questions. One is, should I develop the friendship and allow him to be my friend and come and hang out and, you know, and talk about life and things like that. Um, because I, I'm afraid that he's going to put me in this like friend zone that he has both of the best of both worlds. Like he's coming over, he's having dinner with his family and then he goes out and he goes do whatever he wants to do and be single. So that's my, mm -hmm. and the second question is I've, um, I looked into the social media of this girl, and um, I saw the message that when he started messaging her first time, and he never told her that we were back together and working on our relationship. He just said that we were separated since last year, and the only reason that he was leaving at the house was because of the pandemic, which is not true. Like, he totally lied to her. And so what's the question in that? So my question is, should I... I do not want to confront her like mean way, but I wanted to tell her the truth that this is what happened. Like that's not what was going on. Should I talk to her? All right. Well, let's look at those two questions. Both of them have a same general answer, which would be, it's the kind of thing we talk about a lot. And you may have even heard me talk about it. If you heard earlier portions of this program, which has to do with what's the upside and what's the downside. We hear from a lot of people, and more wives than men, but we hear from a lot of people, 
I don't know if I want to be friends because if I do, then maybe he, in your case, it would be he, if, if, uh, if I'm friends with him, maybe he won't feel compelled to do anything. And that's true. He may not. But the question becomes, what's the upside and what's the downside? Now, if he winds up having a relationship with you, being friends, and also with the other woman, then we call that the valley. I don't have time left in this program to explain the valley in great detail. Probably if you go to our youtube.com slash marriage helper, you can probably find the video on the valley there. But what I look at is this, like if, if you choose not to be friends with him, like I'm not going to be friends, you can't come over, you can't talk, you can't chat, then, okay, what does that mean? Well, it obviously, or at least apparently, I should say, decreases the likelihood that you're going to put this thing back together. Because if it can't go through the friendship process of potentially putting it back together, then it's probably not going to happen at all. And so sometimes I, I would say to a person in your situation, okay, if you really want a shot at putting this back together, being friends is probably a good first step for that. Now, if you don't want to go through the pain and agony of knowing that he's friends with you and that he's also involved with her, then you can always end it. You can pull the plug anytime you want to. That's your right. That's your ability. But if you want a shot at putting it back together, starting with friendship is a good thing. Now, of course, it's your decision. And, and the second part about, okay, well, should I contact the other woman and tell her the truth? We always still ask that same question. What's the upside? What's the downside? What do you expect to accomplish? Do you think that's going to make him want to come back to you? Now, you might be thinking, well, I'm just going to protect the other girl. If that truly truly, truly was your motivation. I only want to tell her so I can protect her. Then realize that in the process of protecting her, you're probably going to end any chance you have of putting your marriage back together. But if that's your goal, just protect her, then that's okay. But if your goal is that, well, maybe if I tell her this, she'll pull away from him. And by pulling away from him, that'll make him want to come back to me. That's not likely. I mean, is it possible? Anything's possible, but that's not likely. As a matter of fact, more than anything, it'll probably create resentment, more resentment toward you. And so then that thing about whether you become friends or not kind of becomes a moot question because he won't want to be your friend. So obviously you have to make your own decision. Everybody does. We cannot make your decisions for you. But I strongly urge that when you think about these things, okay, is there an advantage to being friends with him? If so, why not try it for a while? See if it works out. You can always end it later if it becomes painful for you. Is there an advantage in contacting her? As I said, if your motive is purely to protect her, sure, because it won't matter to you if he ends a relationship with you because of it. But if your motivation is to try to bring him back, probably going to backfire on you. We're out of time. Thank you guys for being with us. Please check us out at youtube.com slash And please subscribe there. That helps us a lot. And our website is marriagehelper.com. Until next Monday, I'm Dr. Joe Beam saying, have a good day, have a good week, have a good life.